0: Today's Bible reading is 1 Kings 19, and if you read yesterday's, which was 1 Kings 17, in between these two chapters is, verse, is chapter 18, which is Elijah versus the prophets of Baal, and one of the highlights of his faith and his the power that God demonstrates through him. And yet here we see him fleeing from Jezebel, um, which is the wife of the king who's trying to kill him, uh, and she is trying to kill him too. Now when he flees one of the things that happens is he has no food and if you look he's going to sit uh, under a tree and in verse 9 he's going to go and be uh, and stay in a cave and now uh, we see at the beginning with him at the tree he basically is lying down and saying God just kill me I'm done and he's in despair. And the thing that God does for him is an angel of the Lord wakes him up and gives him bread and a jar of water. Now, two chapters ago, we saw that he was being fed by ravens, uh, a very crazy supernatural, but not necessarily... Uh, in that moment completely divine feeding, here we see a divine feeding. This is an angel preparing him uh, cake and water. And this is probably the best cake, uh, or at least one of the best cakes ever created. I can't wait to taste what it's like. And he actually makes him do it twice because this is more than just recuperating. This is more than just a meal of recovery. This is a meal of preparation. And that meal is going to last him 40 days and 40 nights. Now, that is reminiscent of the flood. That is also going to be a future foreshadowing of Jesus and his fasting and his temptation by the devil in which The devil tempts him by saying, turn stones into bread. And Jesus responds that man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word of God. And here we see Elijah beginning to witness to this, that what is going to sustain him is not just any bread or water. It is the bread and water that is given to him by the angel of the Lord. And now this account of Elijah seeing God in the wind. Now there's a lot of amazing things that are happening here, but... Notice what Elijah's overall problem is. His overall problem right now, the reason why he is despondent, is he thinks that he is alone. That God may have been with him, and there may have been allies with him, and there may have been these amazing things happen, but in this particular moment, he feels alone. And God shows up for him, but the context in which he shows up for him is going to be Food first and presence next, or in a way, both of them simultaneously. The divine presence sharing a meal, giving a meal to him. And in this moment, God reminds him You are not alone. There are these people that you are going to go and anoint because there are people that you are going to go and be with. And look, there are, in verse 18, 7,000 actually in Israel who have not bowed the knee. And then he goes, he finds Elisha, who is going to take over after him. And notice at the very end, what do they do? They sacrifice to the Lord and they ate, verse 21. Then he arose and went after Elijah and assisted him him. Food, right? We've been talking about food and all the things that it is symbolic of and all the ways in which God uses it. Why are we creatures that need so much food? You know, there are uh, in nature creatures that spend all their time eating uh, and there are creatures that spend very little time eating. And yet we kind of stand in the middle as, as, as creatures that do need to eat, but not all the time, but we do need to eat every day. And one of the symbols that we see here is food as a reminder, you are not alone. God gives us communion, as we will look at, and as we talk a lot about with food, as an act of participation, that we participate with the sacrifice of Christ because we remember that we are not alone. And we realize that it's not just remembering we weren't alone 2,000 years ago, but it's, it's seeing that even today we are not alone. And... We do this with other people. Why is it so powerful to share meals? And I'm sure many of you have had this experience where you were about to eat by yourself and somebody invited you and said, hey, do you wanna grab a meal? And you can just be sitting and eating a regular meal and yet it changes everything. Why? Because you remember that you are not alone, even for us introverts, which you know, I could eat a lot of meals by myself, and yet there is something distinctly different when we eat with other people. As we take communion, as we eat together, as we eat with God, and I think this is a good reminder, you know, when we pray together before meals, and I sometimes for me it just ends up being rote and routine. the reason why we're doing so is because we understand and we declare we are not alone. and we pray with God in our midst and we also eat together with one another. And that is a powerful picture of the kingdom of God, especially when we are going through times of despondency.